All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios, like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else, from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC, I'm Anoush Zamarodi, and this is Note to Self. Oh my god, <laughs> I only had two hours left. The tech show about being human. A few months ago, we sent out a big survey about the bane of my existence. Digital clutter. Almost a thousand of you took it. You told me it is also the bane of a lot of your existences. But more specifically, over a third of you told us that the thing that drives you the most crazy, the craziest clusterfuck of all in our lives, is photos. I'm a photographer and a videographer, so I archive my files. I it's thousands of pictures of babies. And I have to tell you, I'm really happy that photos came in at number one because it is driving me bananas too. And so I have been the guinea pig for what we are calling Note to Self's patented, okay, not really patented, but like tested, yes, definitely tested, photo decluttering project. Okay, look, I'm going to tell you up front, this did not go as smoothly as we expected it to. Here I am, and no, it hasn't worked. But there were also moments of real revelation. Is this it? <gasps> there they are! Yay! I knew and things ultimately be- got surprisingly deep. What's the, So what is the point of jogging these memories? What is the point of photography? That's what I was thinking that you guys were just saying, which sounds crazy to me. Yeah, we got really into this. So get ready to be inspired. Inspired enough to take on your own photo chaos. It is possible. It's not possible how we first thought it was going to be, but we figured out how to make it happen, and we are going to explain it. Stick with us. We started off totally naive, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and even a little bit in love. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, You're like, you're my rock star. Oh, no. That's Alan Henry, deputy editor at Lifehacker. I follow Alan's work on Lifehacker like it is scripture. And so I was ridiculously pumped when he generously agreed to help us come up with a plan. Three steps to photo organization bliss. (laughs) Well, one of the big steps is to use auto-upload. Maybe you already have this set up, but if not, 
Auto upload means that every time you take a photo with your phone, it automatically gets copied and stashed away somewhere else. My personal favorites and the ones that I would recommend to people are Dropbox and Google Photos. Okay. So Dropbox lets you store all kinds of stuff. Google Photos obviously is just for photos, but the two of them together, and while you may be duplicating a little bit, they give you two functionally core places to keep all of your stuff. So, to comply with step one, you'll need to sign up for Dropbox. You can use iCloud, Apple users if you want to, and then you're going to need to sign up for Google Photos. Alan told me, even though it may feel like extra work, he really does recommend doing both. Dropbox is for keeping your photos safe, and Alan thinks Google Photos, which is relatively new, he thinks it's the best place on the web for organizing and actually looking at your pictures. Okay, then on to step two, gather and consolidate. Do you have other photos, like physical photos, photos from an SD card on it in a DSLR or a point-and-shoot camera? I'm going to scan these photos. But once you do that, you need to now get your photos off that device or onto like a hard drive or something mm -hmm. and then copy them into Dropbox or and or Google Photos. And or Google Photos. Okay. All right. So we're bringing the past into the present for day Absolutely. two. Okay. It is my dark secret in my closet that I have no idea where my children's baby pictures are. Okay. We'll get back to my baby photos in a minute. But once you've found all your photos, back them up and then transferred them to Google Photos, the last step. Step three. Well, day three is your easiest day. Oh. We're spending our time now at Google Photos. The fun part! Yay! You're doing two things. One, since this is going to be kind of your new photo gallery place, yeah. you want to get familiar with it. And you want to learn all the little tweaks and features, learn how to share photos out of it. Mm -hmm. And you want to start searching for things. And this is where Google Photos really shines. I can be like... Google Photos, find every photo that has my son and a dog in it, and Google Photo will find it. Oh, wait, that's the promise, but before we make people think, though, that it's magic, I just need to tell you, we did an episode where we looked at the computer power that goes into Google being able to identify pictures. It's deep learning, oh, yeah. and actually, you know, there was this horrible case where Google mm -hmm. labeled a guy's photos, his black friend's Labeled them as, as gorilla. gorillas. Yes. Yep. So, yep. It is not perfect. No. <laughs> I will warn you in advance that there will be times when it just straight up will not work. Okay. All right. Cool. This was great. Alan, we don't want to keep you any longer. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. One, two, three, right? Just follow the three steps and technology will do the rest. It's like amazing times that we live in. I was so ready to check off organize photos from my mental to-do list. It has been on there for years. Today would be the first day of the rest of my life with organized photos. I sat down. I got started. Time to get down to business. I mean, how bad could it be, right? Okay, so... When I told Alan that I didn't know where some of the baby pictures were, that was actually a lie. I did know where some of them were. They're on an old, maybe eight-year-old Mac laptop that weighs about as much as my youngest child. I don't even know, like, if I turn it on, what's going to happen. They're all locked on this piece of hardware that I just... Oh, my God. Okay, so... <laughs> 
that it is allegedly importing right now and it says it's going to create a a folder for each event. There's over a thousand events. Life is rich. Life is rich, friends. We do lots of things. We document lots of things. <sighs> okay, if this actually works, I'll be amazed. Oh my god, it just told me my hard drive doesn't have enough space. Of course it doesn't. Getting my over 15,500 photos and 586 videos out of this old junky computer and into Dropbox... Well, I was learning that step one was hardly as easy as it sounded. Do you hear that? That's the sound of the fan on my old computer getting louder and louder and louder. And it sounds like it might actually explode. Oh, I really hope it doesn't do that before I export all my photos. Still importing photos and videos, but now it says it has four hours left. And the bar is gray. That's not good, right? Oh my god. (sighs) Photo hell. It has about two hours left. Oh my god. (laughs) It only had two hours left. And then I unplugged my laptop, the old one, and I didn't realize it won't hold a charge. So the whole thing just shut down and I have to start all over again. (laughs) Good morning. It's day two of the photo challenge. And here I am. And no, it hasn't worked. It says, unable to create. Oh my god. Day two, I'm supposed to be past this phase now. Oh, god damn it. Okay, this was supposed to be the easy part getting all the photos that are on Dropbox into Google Photos, but it won't do it all at once. Looks like I'm gonna have to go in and do it manually by batches. Oh, this could be another long day. of my stupid children like they're i don't like really like some of the shit that i took pictures of like why i took my frustration back to the office and to my producers jen ariana and our intern miranda they'd been doing the photo decluttering project too and i was so ready to commiserate over step one but i quickly learned that jen also a mom hadn't started yet and she was in total denial I really don't think I have 15,000 photos. I think you I do. I just don't. I am not. I think you do. I'm not that kind okay, of person. Add that shit up, lady. I have no doubt in my mind you are photo crazy. Way Damn, more than it's me. all on Instagram for me. Where are the originals? You I don't delete keep. them. <gasps> oh my God. Oh my God. Jen. I think I. No. No, I put them on my computer. Where? On my Mac. They just live there. So, like, if your Mac, are you backing that up? Do you have a backup in the cloud? Are they being it's organized anywhere? Up in the cloud. Where? I something. I something. Yeah, like I said, total denial. Okay, then there was Ariana. What is the point of photography? That's what I was thinking that you guys were just saying, which sounds crazy to me, a little bit. What is but the point of photography? Many different points of photography, right? Like, it's to document something. It's to create art. Yeah. It's so many, many different things. Right. But the nature of what we're talking about is family photos, right? For the most part. Yes. I think one of the things that's overwhelming about this is that with digital photography, you just have way more good photos than we used to with, like, rolls of film. Like, I have a box of family photos at home, and there are probably 100 in there that represent, for the most part, my early life with my parents' There's some, you know, family photos from each side of the family, and I can basically tell the story of my family to my son through these photos. 
but it's nothing compared to the mass of digital photos that one day I'm going to have to show him and try to explain that story in a completely different way. What you're saying is exactly that how we build the narrative now is so completely different. Yeah, we build a narrative about our lives on a daily basis now, and that's overwhelming. Okay, here's my thing now. Ooh, wow, we're getting deep here. I think previously we were taking photos to create the narrative. Now I look at, like, as I'm scrolling through thousands of photos, I see the different reasons why I took them. Sometimes it's, like, I see, like, my my mother-in-law still poses everyone for photos, Mm -hmm. and it's capturing that everyone was here. It's marking a moment. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have a little bit of that. Then I have, like, action poses where I'm just like, ah, look what's happening. Document. Then there are other photos where... I see something that I never would have wasted film on, but now I don't have to worry about that. So I'm like, oh, look how the rocks formed like a star. That's cool. And then there's other stuff. Screenshots. Yeah, so many screenshots. So that to me is like interesting. Like we're using photos in a way different way than we used to. It's It's too much though. Well, it's not in the moment. It's too much when you do what you're about, what you're attempting to do, where you try to make sense of all of it. Maybe we were actually getting somewhere with this freewheeling existentialist discussion. Maybe, due to the sheer number of photos we take and our multiple motivations for taking them, we're at a tipping point. Maybe we're beyond making sense of all of them. Don't get me wrong, I still wanted my photos to be safe, but maybe it was time to shift my organizational goals. Because I was feeling depressed at this point. The decluttering wasn't working. Well, okay, it was a little bit working. Whoa, see? Let's see. See, she was so little then. I love that outfit. I pulled up my Google Photos account to show the team the pictures I had managed to get in there. And there was my daughter in her high chair wearing this onesie with these little colorful elephants all over it. She's laughing like a maniac, totally foreshadowing the complete goofball of a kindergartner that she is right now. Those cheeks. She's so cute. Oh, bobo. (laughs) (laughs) I think the thing is, Manoush. Yes. That you are learning the steps so that you can then refine them for your audience. And you are putting yourself through some frustration. (laughs) But I think you'll be able to say, like, skip the Dropbox step or whatever. Yeah. So that they they don't have to go through three days of this. Actually, the steps might stay the same because I think Alan really knows his stuff. But the mental coaching that is required... It's pretty intense. Back down in D.C., where Alan was putting himself through his own photo decluttering process, he was also getting philosophical. And it wasn't just the clutter, we realized, that was stressing us out. It was making us, both of us, think about life and death. I worry that a lot of us take a lot of these photos as a replacement for living. Okay, just hold on. We'll get there when we come back. We're back. You're listening to Note to Self. 
I'm Manoush Samarodi, and this is our photo decluttering episode. Okay, so I called back Alan Henry, deputy editor of Lifehacker. I called him to check in, to sort of look at the bigger picture. Because after giving our three-step photo decluttering plan a go, we were starting to understand that really scale was the thorn in our side, way more than we had anticipated. Like when, to your mind, did we start going photo crazy? I think the tipping point was really when the camera that most people carried every day was their phone, you know, their smartphone. Everything picture-wise started to move away from film and go completely digital, which encourages us to take lots of pictures and look at them on a little teeny viewfinder. Why do you think we feel so compelled to document our lives so much these days? (laughs) I fear that we are all kind of perpetually afraid of being forgotten. Yeah. And we document every minute of everything to prove to ourselves and to everyone else that we are worthwhile because otherwise we feel like everything is the doldrums. You know, everything is a commute to work. Everything is the, you know, I nearly burned myself taking a pan out of the oven or something. <laughs> so so it's like pics or it didn't rip. happen, but it's more like pics or the like good stuff didn't happen. Exactly. Yeah, my theory, and it's slightly dark, so I don't usually talk about it, but my theory <laughs> is that Facebook exists because we're all really afraid of death. I completely agree with that. <laughs> yeah. We need to look back and remember that we lived, you know, and we need to look at other people and remember that they lived and the people we were connected to. And we want them to look at us and remember that we lived, too. It's just it's it's kind of a it's kind of a nostalgic mess. We live. We die. Until we all find enlightenment, we will all still be taking pictures. It was time to get back to the less spiritual issue of accepting not just the limitations of us mere mortals, but also the limitations of the technology. Yeah, it sucks. (laughs) Well, technically, I'm surprised that a lot of these services have not scaled to the point where they're easier to kind of jump in headfirst and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to embrace your service. I'm going to put all my stuff here. I'm done. I'm walking away. Walking away now. You know, none of these services are at that point, yet they all advertise themselves as being really mature. Like, I don't think anyone has nailed this yet. Yeah, let me tell you, they have totally not nailed it yet. Not only did things crash, they started to slow down my computers. They wouldn't do it all at once. It was taking days to do this stuff. So, Alan and I went back to the drawing board. We kept talking, and we decided that the way people feel about their digital photos actually says a lot about their philosophy on life. And the way that they deal with their photos, the way that they organize them, the way they back them up, should reflect that accordingly. So, Alan believes there are three different categories of photo takers. So instead of just one plan for everyone... Love Alan. He totally came through. He came up with three different ways to reach photo decluttering bliss, depending on which type of photo taker you are. Or three buckets, shall we say. (laughs) Yeah. See which one sounds like you, listener. Okay, the first bucket, the casual snapshooter. The casual person may have a lot of photographs, but they're not as worried about organizing their past as they're worried about drawing a line in the sand and saying, I'm going to organize my present and my future. 
you're really describing my producer, Jen Point, who like I said to her, I was like, but they're all over the place, your photos. And she kind of shrugged and said like, okay, so I'll do better with the next ones. Like, yep. so to me, I, I, I was like in awe. To me, this is like a person that kind of lives in the moment. They yeah. are either, you know, kind of a Zen person in that they're not grasping too hard at the past. They're going with the, the sort of proverbial life flow. And they're also an essentialist. They're an essentialist because the casual snapshooter is content with the bare photo necessities. They'd rather get back to living life. We decided the steps should be pared down for them. These people, they'll be fine if they turn on auto-upload. I'm willing to call them done. Oh, lucky you, essentialist casual snapshooters. I am so jealous, and I want to get to know you better. Because I think, I, I, you know, in my heart of hearts, I want to be you. Bucket number two, the moderate snapshooter. All things in moderation, including your plan for decluttering. Yeah, so this person has lots of digital photos, again, in lots of different locations. And they actually want all of those photos in one place. The most important thing to this person Mm -hmm. is centralization. And this person's me because I have lots of photos in lots of different places. I have digital photos. I have physical photos. But I got to tell you, those physical photos, they're in their little envelopes and in their photo albums. And I know where they are. And I'm okay with that right now. at Mm -hmm. least. So the first day, they're going to turn on auto upload. On the second day, then they're going to start hunting around for their other digital photos, the ones that are important to them. And in fact, I want that second day to be really enjoyable for this person because Mm -hmm. it's easy to tap some buttons and say, whoop, all of my photos just got slurped into the cloud and that's Mm -hmm. that and I'm done. But this person's going to actually tease through those memories. They're going to sit down and they're going to relive that trip uh, when they build a little gallery out of them. And I'm thinking that this actually might be note to self producer Ariana. (laughs) She went on a trip to Greece. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, she's a documenter. But (laughs) she's not like number three, our third (laughs) category, which is the enthusiastic snapshooter. Yeah. Talk to me, Alan. (laughs) Yeah. Talk to you, right? (laughs) This person person has dozens of thousands and many, many more photographs. They have so many photos that uploading them all (sighs) – slows down their computer, it slows down these services, it makes it hard to use them. So <laughs> And as we know, this is me. And <laughs> on the downside, I think I'm a little bit greedy. But like in terms of the philosophy with this, I really mm-hmm. I think I surprised myself. I'm gonna call this category the romantics. Mm-hmm. Like life's little moments mean a lot to me. And time really does feel like it's flying and life feels very short and I want to be able to look back at photos for personal reference and like, I don't know, like when did my kid get that (laughs) cute freckle above his lip? Like he didn't have it when he was two and then suddenly Mm -hmm. it turns up like around three and a half. Taking photos and documenting your life and creating all of this data in and of itself, it's not a bad thing. I mean, you're doing exactly what you were saying. You're you're seizing these moments. You're chronicling your life. You're chronicling these experiences. As long as you also feel like you have lived them, then, right. then that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. I would argue that as well as you attempting to kind of build this 
photographic, this visual diary of the events in your life, of the birth of your children and how they grow up so fast and everything. You're also giving your children an incredibly precious gift that one that we as just a society was not capable of giving to younger people up until right now, like this moment in human history. I, if, yeah. yeah. I do think that this generation's experience of the past is going to be, mm-hmm. or relationship to the past is going to be vastly different than ours. Yeah. That is Absolutely. exciting. You're right about that. But with this voracious appetite comes a little bit of extra work, right? Yes. Like yes. this emotional self-awareness, whatever we want to call it, photo taker, the enthusiastic snapshooter requires extra digital diligence. <laughs> they do. For this person, their goal, I would argue, is not necessarily to be done, right? Their goal is to have a process. They may never really be done because they're going to constantly be taking photos and because Absolutely. technology and the gadgets change. Yep. I mean, this sounds like a life lesson kind of, Alan, right? <laughs> it, it is because just like you said, it's, at this point, this person isn't just taking photos and they don't have things that they want to organize. They have a lifestyle they need to manage. <laughs> okay, enthusiastic snapshooter. We have to set up auto upload and get all that stuff into Google Photos too. And you might not get it all done. Maybe not ever. Like ever. But that's okay. I know it's hard, type A people. But we need to learn that life is a marathon, not a sprint. Speaking of which, do you feel like you've learned anything from how we sort of think of life and death and where photos fit into all of this? I do. So I worry that a lot of us take a lot of these photos as a replacement for living these experiences. And we're going to look at these photos and later on, and we're going to wonder, wow, when was I there? Well, I don't really remember that day. I don't remember what I was Mm. doing then versus having our memories jogged by them. It's a fine line and you want to make sure you stay on one side of it. Otherwise, you're taking photos and creating this kind of digital clutter for no real reason. So which comes back to this idea of purposeful use of technology, purposefully taking your photos and purposefully living your life and making sure you're not being too extreme in either way, finding the balance there. Exactly. Alan, I've so enjoyed this. Well, not all of it. I haven't enjoyed all of it. But (laughs) you were motivating. You provided emotional help and technical support. And I thank you for that. Oh, I'm glad I could help. All right, we'll see how our listeners do. I can't wait to find out what categories they're in and how they manage to to organize their photos and rethink, or maybe not rethink, how photos fit into the way that they are living their life. So we'll update you on that. Awesome. With the help of Life Hacker's Alan Henry, we've created a flowchart to help you figure out what kind of photo taker you are. And once you know maybe you already know deep down inside, you can follow the corresponding instructions and declutter your photos. Go to noteselfradio.org backslash clutter. You're also going to see a little button there that says submit your photo. This is where you can post a picture that best symbolizes you and your approach to photography in the digital age. It can be adorable. It can be meaningful. It can be hilarious. So go on, stick those photos up there, and check out other Note to Self listeners' picks, including mine, on the website, notetoselfradio.org. 
If you're not feeling like doing that, it's totally fine. You can email them to us. We'll do it for you. Just email us at note to self at WNYC.org. Let's just make like the weirdest collective photo gallery ever. And yes, you can contribute, even if you're like our engineer, Joe. I don't know. I don't take that many photos. Take one for our sake, Joe. Join the party. And good luck. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook or wherever for technical guidance or just moral support. But you are going to feel amazing. I promise. Because you know that old junky laptop that was torturing me? Recycled. Last Saturday. Boom. The Note to Self team is Ariana Tobin, Joe Plord, Jen Point. Our interns are Miranda Katz and Cristalie Zappamontoroso. Honorary Note to Self member is now Lifehacker's Alan Henry. For now, I'm Manoush Samarodi, and I think I love you. Go to notetoselfradio.org backsplash. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I am such a middle-aged woman. Backsplash. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Backsplash. Tiles.